You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are the Joes, Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood, and Jake Patterson. We call it Mini Joes. That's right, yeah. we're Joes. We've, we've got a little, uh, a couple of miniature episodes coming up. Um, and this first miniature episode is quarterback veterans to buy. We're going to wrap up this series next couple episodes. We're going to talk about quarterbacks. Next episode, we're going to talk about tight ends because we think there are some values that exist in your dynasty leagues. And this is kind of the doldrums of dynasty. What else are you going to do? But send out some trade offers, get some veterans that are going to help your team this year. Will in particular has a roster in a league that we're in dynasty Darwinism. He's desperately in need of quarterbacks. So nah. Will, I hope you're going to take notes tonight. We're finding some values. Yeah, none of, none of them worked out so far. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, tar- like, talking about uh, quarter. So, my quarterback veterans that I want to bring up on the show and, and discuss real quickly is let's get values on where we have some positional locks overall. And the first three that I came up with, uh, and I think we could dive into this a little bit further, though, was – I think Jared Goff is undervalued because he's locked in to be the starter for the Lions week one through 17 for our fantasy like, league this year. Uh, Big Ben and Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady still gets undervalued. still gets drafted lately. He, I've seen him traded for, for, I think, what he's less than he's worth because these, you know, even, even the older age quarterbacks, whatever, what you want is a 100% lock for the season at the cheapest value possible in a Superflex league. The deeper, the better for these guys. So that's where I kind of come from to kick off this quarterback conversation. Yeah, I think Tom Brady. All your guys right off the bat. I love it. Yeah, I, I like it too. And I think I think sometimes in Superflex, you, you can get tremendous values. A, a guy like Tom Brady – I'm not sure what you might have to give up for Tom Brady, but let, let's say you're a piece away. You really need your quarterback away. Tom Brady could easily have a QB one year this year in your league. And maybe for a couple more leagues. I mean, that, that TB 12 method is nothing to sneeze at, I guess. I mean, so, um, but even if it's one year, I think the cost you have to pay, but when you can get Brady for like a early second round pick maybe, and throw something on top of that, if, if you're yeah. lucky. So well, and outside of Jared Goff of those three names, the big Ben or Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady are drooling with upside with their weapons. So if you can't get those two, maybe the nice part about golf is he's young and it can still be something better in the future. So if you don't, if you can't get one of those other two, if they're already on a team that, that can't like, they, they, they can't give that up, give that piece up without getting another quarterback back. That's a good, those are good targets. What Jake, before we get to your, I'm sorry, because uh, Jake, Jake's got a bunch of younger guys on this list, of course. So, like, you know, we're not going to talk about the grizzled veterans. <laughs> and Jake's going to talk about the babies you can get. But um, I'll kind of decide a guy that I put on the list that I don't f- think fits the tier of guys you named well because there's some uncertainty with him. But I, I am still intrigued by Cam Newton at the end of the day. I was looking at the Dynasty Trade Calculator, and I don't, I think you'd have to probably pay more to get Cam, but they had him valued at the um, 2021. 2.04 in Superflex leagues. So the fourth pick in the second round of a Superflex league, you might be able to get Cam in your league. Um, I, I just you think that, Cam for that you can get Cam for that. Yeah, Jake? I would think so. Yeah, I, like, I, right, I, there's a lot of hype with the, this year rookie. 
Yeah, I just think that there. Remember, I know, I know, Cam is is in his thirties now. He's not the guy he used to be, but maybe he can take a step closer to that because last year he started the year pretty well, but then he got COVID. Didn't really get a chance to integrate in that system. I just, I, I knowing Cam Newton the way he is, the competitor he is, you know, he has a desire to to have a great year. And I don't know. I think it's if you really need quarterback help, I think it's worth you know sacrificing your you know, mid second round pick uh, for, for Cam Newton to give him the shot. So I, I, I like that name. I, I know it's riskier. I mean, you get Brady are much better off, much safer. You get Jared Goff, you get this year, plus, you know, maybe future years if he can rekindle his career. But I just wanted to mention Cam just to, just to, yeah, I, I, I think it's a great value for where Cam is, is currently valued in, in like trade calculators to go out and grab him because he could, he could start for longer than we think. You know, we don't know. Also, he's a great locker room guy. Like Cam, if they're going to start Mac Jones over him, it's, it, it is a little bit of a danger to lose the locker room if they feel like Cam's producing better at practice. He's also, uh, I mean, Cam has been great. He's been absolutely amazing. Even last year with all the difficulties he had to deal with, he was fine as a starter in a few, like quite a, quite a few weeks uh, in Superflex Dynasty Fantasy Football. So I, I, I really like pointing that out. I uh, what I struggle with Ryan, and if you can talk to me about this, is uh, I he makes me so nervous. That's why my my first like my first like uh, gut check is like, give me somebody who's safe. Give me somebody who's safe. I don't feel like Cam is safe. Do you feel like Cam? What what's your over under on starting games for next season? You know, it's a, it's a great question. Um, over under eleven. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I probably take the under on that, honestly. Like, I like I think odds are probably – I think it's risky, and I think odds are higher that it probably doesn't work out. But I think I think it's good enough. I think there's like a 40% chance where he could, you know, play most of the year and, and, and play well. So, uh, yeah, so once again, definitely a riskier pick here. And, um, y- you know, you're giving up that 2 of 4, which, you know, might – turn out to be something and then like week three mac jones is starting and you're like uh, i traded for yeah that's where it mixes it up for me too because that two or four value is like if i have like exactly that 204 maybe i'm packaging that up to go get one of these younger quarterbacks uh or even trying to like package that up to go get mac jones if we're talking like six seven weeks out of the season if we're talking 11 and i'm in a, a championship run it's it's also hard because that's the first 11 games most like like in this type of scenario, obviously the last like six, it's not going to be Cam. So I, I, I don't know. I also could see the Patriots ride him like if they're winning and the defense is performing well, and he's hops and touchdowns from the one yard line. I I could see Cam starting the whole season. Why wouldn't they? I I don't see a great argument against it when they have Cam in their back pocket. So I I like where his value is. I just. I'm trying to go a different route than the, the rookie pick. Not that you said you were going that route, but uh, I'm either trying to package that to move up or uh, I, I'm grabbing Cam after I've grabbed Mac Jones and then I have that 204 in the back pocket to trade for him. That type of value, let's say. Yeah, and Cam is probably a better guy to get maybe thrown into a deal because, yeah, you're probably you're not going to trade that second-round pick straight up necessarily, but you might be able to get him thrown in cheaply um, in a deal, so... Jake, what are your thoughts on Cam, or or do you want to move on to your to your first guy, who's much younger than Cam? No, one of one of the things <laughs> that I like about Cam, uh, other than compared to Golf, Big Ben, Brady, is he's not a statue, right? Like 
in fantasy, we love those Konami guys. Um, I don't have the stat in front of me, but like Cam Newton's history in fantasy is pretty much a consistent top five guy. Obviously, it's been a few years since he's been that, but I just I don't think that's out of his range of outcomes. I agree with Will that it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if he started every single game this year. Um, honestly, I, I honestly expect it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me in the same breath if they wanted to see what they have in Matt Jones. Um, one of the things that I like about Cam Newton is he might not start all 17 games this year, like I just said, but I do think he's like, I don't think he is gone from the league anytime soon necessarily. Like I think players respect Cam. I think people want to play with him. And like you both mentioned that, I think he's a hell of a locker room guy. So I don't think he's necessarily just a one, two year asset. I don't, I don't think he's quitting football anytime soon. Um, in regards to Brady, Goff, Big Ben, Will, would you trade a future second for them, considering they're going to be one, two-year assets at best? Oh, easily. I would trade a late first in a 14-team league for Jared Goff, for sure, uh, or Brady or Big Ben. If it's a one-year rental, it depends where you are the rest of your team is. I a love your first. point about Cam Newton because, like, bringing it back to Cam real quick, is could you imagine if Cam Newton next year is on the Broncos? With that I, I, roster I and how they're doing Steelers. it, like, yeah, and 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 again, like, if the Steelers retain a lot of those weapons, that's Cam Central. The yeah, right, I, I couldn't agree his, more. His upside is so much higher than his current cost. So I, I should have mentioned that with Cam. So with the but with the the elderly statesman, state statesman, 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 uh, unimportant. But uh, yeah, I I think if I absolutely need a quarterback, which I do in one league. Uh, I'm willing to trade a good enough rookie pick to where I'm getting one of those guys because I need somebody. But in your normal uh, everyday league, I still think that uh, both Big Ben and Brady have uh, a higher potential to finish as a QB1 than most quarterbacks, uh, and I think quite clearly. And then golf is kind of like that secondary asset. Like, I'm not really excited about trying to acquire golf, but I'm – I would look at, to get in there for him to like fill him for bye weeks if I can get him in that second round pick range. Easy peasy. If I thought the second round pick I was acquiring could be early to mid, I would sell Goff and Big Ben for that, I, I believe. Um, that's just kind of how I play Dynasty. I was looking for the future assets. And that's if I could afford the loss at QB. Obviously, if I'm as desperate as could be, as you've said you are in some leagues, I wouldn't sell for that price, but I definitely wouldn't pay a first for if I need QB. My team's probably not that like championship ready, so I wouldn't be looking to trade a, a late first for. Cause I don't, th- I just don't think golf puts me over the top, right? Like I would want to. You had Brady, like you had Brady, Drew Brees and Philip Rivers and Jimmy Garoppolo carrying you to a fantasy championship last year. That's a it's a very non sexy way, but the, yeah. you could definitely win with it, right? If those guys are playing, but uh, there's just too much risk involved in those guys for me. Um, and I honestly think you could probably get Cam at like the exact same price, if not like cheaper than Brady for sure, probably cheaper than golf, just based on like age and perception. Um, I think Big Ben would probably be cheaper, but yeah, um, it, it's finding the right team in those scenarios that that this we, we can have that discussion uh, like in depth a different time. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm golf is a. I'm sorry, I was going to say, I think Goff is a bit of a trap compared to those other guys because if we're talking about safety, I, th- I think you look at Goff and then you look at Brady and Big Ben and you're like, well, if I get Goff, he might give me a little something this year 
and then he's younger. He's going to be in the league longer. Where I I feel that Goff is a little bit on that, um, you know, like maybe like the Mr. Trubisky path, where you know he's going to be a, a ba- like maybe a a better back, so to speak, better backup in the league some days. Yeah. Um, so it's a so he's he's interesting though. I mean, he could pay off, but I, I just I don't know if I want to I want to bet on. You can, you can well, the thing is, like, the, the amount of hate on golf right now after that trade where they're giving around giving away a first-round pick to get rid of golf, the negative press around him is what makes him cheaper is why I put him in this, uh, this kind of, like, similar, like, tier of trade candidates because yeah. he's so disrespected right now. Yeah, that's I think true. you could uh, see Detroit finish as a bottom two team. Like, it's them and Houston that can – Oh, yeah, he'd be replaced next year. Right? So, that's kind of a starter. It, so, how quickly are they going to want to start that new QB and see what he's got, right? So, and Goff's contract doesn't really like. I don't think he's getting cut anytime soon. I think they like they probably yeah, sit on that contract like, for the year. I think so they'd like him for two years. Backup. Yeah, like so, like just having him as being a, like a nothing burger on your bench for one year, or just the risk of that, um, that's scary to me. Um, anyways, I'll move on to our my next QB. Uh, he's definitely. I should paraphrase that my definition of veteran might be different than others. <laughs> I can, <laughs> I'd probably consider a player a vet after his – like, if he's not a rookie, he's a vet in my eyes. Yeah. Sophomore does not exist. By definition, uh, that's correct, I assume. Yeah, so the guys that I might mention in this pod and in our upcoming tight end pod, they might be young, but their values. It's like, you should be, you should be acquiring these guys. Um, the guy I'm going to mention is Deshaun Watson. I I said in our Patreon show that I thought Deshaun Watson was likely out of 2021, whether it be a suspension from the league or like what have you. You guys were surprised by that. You guys seemed to be on the fence that eight games, nine games might be the maximum uh, suspension that he has. If that's the case, even if he sat out the year, Deshaun Watson's upside, which again, upside is what we should be striving for with every like pick we have on our roster is just ginormous. His DLF rank right now is QB 15. Deshaun Watson was a top five quarterback entering the offseason. People thought of like maybe top three because his, his perception before all the accusations comes out was he's leaving Houston. He's going to a better situation and he's still Deshaun Watson. Obviously this muddies it, but if you think the situation is going to be in the past six months from now, you should be doing whatever you can to get Deshaun Watson. The NFL has shown that they are not above like having dirt balls in their league, um, regardless. Like if they have Better talent, Rossberger. so the list goes on and on and on and on. Like we had a, I don't want to change the subject too much, but we had a conversation in a league whether Darius Geis was like gone, and I I wouldn't put it past the team that if they had injury risk to sign the guy in a year, like this, when the news is kind of settled, you know what I mean. Like the NFL doesn't care about that stuff, and they have there's enough as evidence to support that. Deshaun Watson is a top five QB in this league. I think if he's playing, like if this stuff never happened, you got Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, L- Lamar Jackson. Like he's in that tier of guys. Like he is a top five, top six QB. I think late, like latest, right? Like I have him QB eleven right now behind Fields, Lance, Wilson, Herbert, and I think that's. I probably have him too low just based on the fact that he's going to be climbing and I should, I'd rather be early than late. Yeah. He's going to, if, if, assuming all this stuff, uh, like, like, thaws out, 15, and, like, come on. 
Yeah, it's it's the whole risk versus reward. And I think you're the biggest part about what you're saying is right is with we're just talking fantasy assets. We're not talking character assets, right? So when Tyreek Hill went through his off-season drama uh, with his girlfriend, uh, which is what – Yeah. Yeah, but it's what it spawned from before. Like that's what he yeah. actually went to like jail for, got kicked off the team for. It's a little bit different than Deshaun Watson. Like now, now that the chips are on the table, things are changing with the Deshaun Watson narrative, and I bet that his price starts to rise up. But this is uh, maybe your best time to strike. And I, I really hate having bad character guys on my my dynasty fantasy football team. So it makes it hard to once you trade for Deshaun Watson. But I also the way that this is going, we'll see. We'll I, I this is more of a playout scenario of is he is he just kind of like a scumbag and taking advantage of his situation, or is he actually doing something that's like uh, or basically on the, like the rape level? Uh, and if it's that case, I hope he gets the, you know, the full hammer. We talked about that earlier, but I, I do think that's a great point to bring up that this is the, any rebuilding team in the, it, that you possibly have Deshaun Watson needs to be a target because his upside is better than any other players upside right now than where you can get him. That's what I think that's the best way to phrase it. Yeah. The more I think about this, I, cause I've been afraid to do anything with Deshaun Watson, um, this off season because I, this stuff makes me nervous. I think if listeners know I'm pretty risk averse, generally speaking. That said, I think with Deshaun Watson, it makes sense for everybody to go out and try to acquire him because even if you don't want to have him on your team, it, it, it's a pretty good bet that his value is going to go back up again. So if you look at look at the dynasty as just like you're investing in assets and you know playing the market, if we're going to play the market, we should be playing Deshaun Watson, right? I mean, I mean, maybe he's not the as, as you can't get a deeper discount as you maybe could have a month, a couple of months ago. Maybe you can, because this is going on and on. There's still more uncertainty, but yeah, I mean, we should bet on the stock bouncing back. So, I mean, yeah, he's more of a lock that I've been like Trevor Lawrence is panning out to be a great QB in the NFL at this moment in time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I would agree. So, so even if you hate him, you know, the, uh, you know, I think what we're saying yeah. is try to acquire him and then, you know, once his value bounces back, he gets traded and he's cleared of charges and he's playing for the Broncos or whatever, then then you want to get rid of him then. Great, because then then the hype will be back up. He is like one big game and then everyone's like, oh my gosh, you know, this, he's going to be a league winner and then you can flip him if, if you really feel that strongly about um, bad character guys, right? Yeah, it's so funny because I, I wouldn't make that deal in 100 years, right? Not 100 years, like 100 offers right now. I would take Trevor Lawrence every time, but that's probably the wrong bet. Overall, if you're going to use like logic with the way the NFL works and the way fantasy points work, then the better fantasy team probably Deshaun Watson's the better choice, which is almost what you want a gag saying. Yeah, and I'm with you. Well, like like just saying it, I, I'm I'm the, with you. Like I like it's one thing to say that's probably the right play on on like you know, um, you know on on paper, but like to actually do it emotionally, it's that's real hard to do, isn't it? I, I'm with you. It's it's a hard thing to do because um, you want to take you know number one you know, Trevor Lawrence doesn't seem to be a scumbag. And number two, it's just, it feels safer, but really it's probably not safer when you really think about it. So I don't know. Yeah, He's a fantasy points maven. He's a difference maker. He's a championship winner. Yeah. That we already know. We've seen it. We, yeah, we know. One guy similar to, I'm going to transition to my next guy just because I think it's a, it works here. One guy similar to Deshaun Watson is Jalen Hurts. And the fact that his upside is like league winning, just like Deshaun Watson. Yeah. 
go from QB 15 to top five in a heartbeat. Where I think Jalen Hurts, if he shows that he has that Konami code and he's going to win that starting job, he hops up to be a, like in that similar range of quarterbacks. He's got rushing upside like Lamar Jackson, but he's actually built like a Russell Wilson. Like he's he could have the a better pa- passing pedigree. But again, in fantasy, we are looking for those rushing yards, like that those rushing attempts. And I just think if he shows enough for the, I don't trying to get my thoughts here i don't necessarily think the eagles will be an elite team this year so they could be in the quarterback market but i think hurt showing enough on a fantasy level is still going to show the nfl team that like okay we have like if we build more around jalen hurts like buffalo has done with allen like baltimore is now doing with lamar jackson like we can use this uh, running element to take us to the next level type of thing where they might use their 2022 picks to build around Jalen hurts. And then it's wheels up. So like then all that risk is out the window with him and it's just ceiling. Yeah. And I want to buy that kind of upside. And Jalen hurts is super expensive right now though. Well, is, so uh... I actually, we talked about this on a Patreon show. I actually acquired Jalen hurts today for Aaron Jones. It's a league that uh, favors running back a lot with a uh, 0.25 points per carry and only a 0.5 points per reception. But Jalen Hurts is going to get that points per carry too, right? Yeah, and he is he's a great, great rushing upside. Jalen Hurts is like this uh, – he's what we need in the fantasy community for like great discussions because his upside is absolutely tremendous with economic code. He's also been a winner his whole life. He's almost like the Deshaun Watson track. Like Deshaun Watson was never the best passer of the ball when he was coming into the league, but he was a winner. And I feel like Jalen Hurts has kind of proved that. So maybe yeah, ah, freaky. Yeah. You, but like, do I want to pay? Like, it's just a lot of risk. Like, 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 am I do I feel good with just having like uh a Matt Ryan as my second quarterback versus Jalen Hurts? I'm probably I might I might just for like relax this year. But the people who pay for Jalen Hurts this year. Their ceiling is tremendous. Uh, then the floor is also like tremendously low. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's that's, super. That's the scary which part, right? I but I love Jalen Hurts for superflex fantasy discussion. Like it's so great. Anyway, and Jake, I like what you paid for Jalen Hurts too because I, I think that Aaron Jones. Although I've been saying this for several years and I've been wrong pretty much, and, and maybe this is year I'm right. I think this is the time to probably sell Aaron Jones. Where yeah, at this point in his career, right. Um, you know, because he's on a second. Well, yeah, good on him. Yeah, good on him for yeah. getting that money. And, and, and maybe this deal works out for the person you traded him to, because maybe he needs running back help, and Aaron Jones will help him, you know, do well in his league this year. But, um, and I think I think there's some risk with Jalen Hurts because you know there there are no guarantees. You know, like we're, we're not sure he even start the full year because it it could go south. Maybe he just isn't. Did they resign Nate Sudfield? Joe Flacco season. There you go, Joe Flacco. There's your guy. But but I mean, I do, I do think there's a lot of risk there. That that being said, I think the reward is worth it. And I think like a, a deal like this makes sense, like an aging running back for him, if you can get that done. I, I think he's kind of an interesting acquisition in a one QB league because you don't have to pay nearly as much. And yeah. he's a guy that in a one QB league that could go, that could be you know the you know t- one of the top two or three quarterbacks this year. So I I think for what you pay for him in one QB, he's kind of a interesting guy to sniff around you know and, and see I, love, what, I love that what point you, Ryan yeah especially in a one QB you, you the quarterbacks that have the upside are way more important than like a Kirk Cousins type of guy 
Like, yeah, I, yeah I, th- those sure. guys don't matter in a one QB to me. Where anyone who has a top five, like Trey Lance, Justin Fields, like those guys have value in a one quarterback league compared to the alternative. Especially because a quarterback score tons of points, right? Like in one in half point PPR leagues, like in a lot of one quarterback best ball leagues, you're seeing quarterbacks creep up the board more and more than you have in years past, where it's always been like hashtag late round QB. Where this year you're gonna have like you're gonna have like seven guys going in top six rounds almost, right? So there's kind of a renaissance there. Yeah, you must be a hard out on all those guys. I mean, Patrick Chrome's is a, is a slight difference to make here, but in a four points for passing touchdown, it's not. It's when when the push comes to shove at the end of the season. Sometimes the streaming quarterback looks real juicy at the end of the year. Uh, Jake, I and Ryan, I don't, I don't know if you, I assume you don't mind. But I think we, I'd like to move to your next one, Jake, because it's an actual – well, I guess Deshaun Watson's a veteran. So, like, the next veteran on your list, I think is this is a great point. Are you too, My next, Jake, who's your next he's – your, he's your guy on your list, your, next, your veteran. Yeah, the, the next guy on my list is Baker Mayfield. And he's yeah. a guy who's a – he's lost value, like, tremendously perception-wise in the community over the last few years, right? Like – when he came out, two, yeah, two years. I'm, I'm trying to remember the draft exactly, but I'm pretty sure he was the 101, correct? In rookie drafts, obviously he was the 101 in the NFL draft. I don't know if he was. I think I was scooping up like 108. Okay. Um, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, but then he was he was a top he was a top eight quarterback pick in the next year following. Yes, yeah, his rookie year he he kind of took off a bit, and uh, I remember ranking him at QB two at the time. And obviously, I was way ahead of the boat, and that is kind of the problem with youth youth chasing at times. And uh, I think what I learned from that is I you got to target the Konami QBs, um, and Baker has a rushing floor, but not nearly to the level of like those big Konami guys. Anyways. The reason why you got to love Baker is uh, he's behind the best O-line in football. you got Conklin, Wills, Betonio, Teller, and J.C. Treader. Like, that is elite. Like, I don't uh, – the Bucks are up there, but I don't think there's really a team that comes close to that good of an O-line. Like, the yeah, entire O-line line's stellar. So, Baker Mayfield is not going to get touched. Obviously, they are a super run-heavy team, but – I don't like Baker can throw the ball. He went one one because of his passing, right? Like it wasn't anything else that put him over the top. It was this guy is as good as passer coming out as Andrew Luck potentially. He had that crazy game with Mahomes where they were going back and forth scoring points. Like Baker Baker make, make he wakes up feeling dangerous, right? Like he's not <laughs> he's not scared to throw the ball deep or to to get into a shootout, right? Like and so right now he's going at QB 18 on uh, DLF. And I don't have him ranked too much higher. I have him ranked QB 16. But I just think he's just getting, like, underappreciated. Like, he's not talked about nearly enough. He's just in the middle tier of, like, ugly guys. But he, it, like, I think he's solidified in the league. Like, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. And, like, you mentioned getting trading a late first for golf how much more do I have to trade, like add to a future first for Baker, like for Baker Mayfield? Like, yeah. um, I, I love that. One thing I want to mention is just uh, like his commercial game is elite. And if we're talking about elite, <laughs> elite guys who have a elite commercial game, when we're talking about 
Peyton Manning. We got Patrick Mahomes. We got Aaron Rodgers. I'm coming here with a hard hitting analysis. Like the better you are at commercials, the better you are at playing quarterback. Peyton Manning proved that. Peyton Manning proved that great commercial game. It's all about the pressure, right? Like pressure of the camera. Jake, when, when I saw this name on the list, I was like, ah, Baker Mayfield, because I'm mad about him. But I like the points you, I, I like the, yeah, I like the points you made up. And I was, I, I was listening to Moving the Chains the other day with Pat Kerwin and Jim Miller, which is a show on Series XM Radio, which is, which is a good listen. Those guys are, are really, really great. And they, they were doing this rankings. I go into the teams and ranking like position groups. So who has the best set of running backs? Who's the best set of tight ends? They were talking about the Cleveland Browns. And basically the Browns are like at least top 10 with all these position groups. So if you think about, and you look at their offense, one of the best offensive lines in football, as, as you pointed out, a good wide receiving core there, good tight end group, obviously great running back. So Baker Mayfield is really surrounded with a great cast supporting cast on offense. And you're right. He, he's only 26. I, I think you, you bring up a good point and something that people forget Last year, there were two games where Baker Mayfield's statistics were just awful, um, and, and they were back-to-back weeks. It was weeks eight and, and ten. There was a bye week, and they, the, both games were at home, and they were having like horrible weather in Cleveland. And so Baker's stat lines, he threw for like 122 yards, 132 yards, no touchdowns, but that's because the weather was awful. Um, no one could perform, you know, Deshaun Watson played in that Houston, the game against Houston and, you know, they only, they only scored seven points. So uh, people forget that. So when you look at his last year's statistics, you got to pull out those games because they were such freaky games. So, um, I, I think this is an interesting call, um, and a good reminder that, that Baker Mayfield is probably a pretty good value. And uh, yeah, I also think just brings up a great point of with my veteran QBs that I mentioned, like why not reach higher first and work down? Yeah, I agree. which you said. What, what? How much more do you need to pay for Baker over those guys? And I think Baker over those guys is is, is an easy slam, like three sixty slam dunk that you should go and try to get. So that uh, because yeah, again, like he's set up for so much success. I would rather bet on that than the cheapest price that I can get for Jared Goff. You know, like my value is going to increase more with Baker Mayfield than it will ever will with Jared Goff. Like I will, I, will, I would rather bet on that than uh, yeah. And just grab one of those. Maybe we're talking a seven year age difference between like the the Ryan Tannehill and the Matthew Stafford types, which go right around him. Yeah. Yeah, They have a higher, they have a higher ceiling for this year, right? But I can sell Mayfield three years down the line for more than I can sell Tannehill and Stafford three years from now. I wonder how the whole Tannehill career arc is, I think, like overly fascinating. And so I have a hard time comparing players against him because he's been, insanely efficient with the Titans and sad just uh I wonder how that's all going to shape out so like like right now in a startup draft I'm probably taking Tannehill over Baker because I feel like Tannehill he has still a ton of upside but I think Baker when you look at a year from now Baker could be easily valued over Tannehill those those are three interesting names because my last name on my list was, was Matthew Stafford because um, I, I just, I just like him. I, I just like the change. I think people are kind of underestimating how interesting he can make that Rams offense. So I think there's pretty, yeah. like I, I put in the show sheet, he's a, this interesting combination of upside safety and age at, at that, at that value range. So I feel like you're kind of getting those things, but I, I, I do think they're all really interesting names. Cause I think, I think Baker, you're right with his age. That's a huge advantage in dynasty. And, um, and Tannehill is just, 
just got really intriguing, didn't he, with the weapons and just his career arc. So they're all inter- interesting names to talk about in that range, I think. I very- think if, 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 if Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay go off for career years this year, the Lions, if they thought they were low before, it's getting worse. It's, it's going to happen, right? Like Stafford is set up to succeed in L.A. with uh, McVay. I don't want to Mc- get into too much coach talk and things like that, but compared to Detroit, he, like I, I'm excited to see what he can do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be so much fun. So so guys, we should probably wrap it up. This is our kind of mini mini Joe show look at quarterback um, veteran values. So oh, any final Dan- thoughts for the two minute warning? Yeah, Daniel oh. Jones, full life, I guess. I'm just writing that Daniel Jones has the potential to get better this year. He's as cheap as he'll ever be. He can fall off a cliff, but if he has any sort of productive year that solidifies him as the quarterback for next season. You get two years out of Daniel Jones, call it a big win. He's pretty athletic as long as he didn't trip up his own feet. But the, the thing about that is if he house that touchdown, we all care a lot more uh, versus him not because we look back at fantasy stats, it makes a big, big difference. Yeah, that, someone was crying that needed him that week to score that touchdown, that's for sure. Jake, two-minute warning, final thoughts. Uh, this is kind of off-topic. Um, I'm not entirely sure we're doing a bunch of podcasts in a row here, trying to get a, ahead of the game. I'm on sure when this will be released. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> this is July mention, 22nd. I wanted to mention um, the hero in the NFL, Carl Nassib. I don't know if I might be oh, yeah, good point. Last name wrong, but just, and uh, I'm getting chills like thinking about it. Just like literally just an absolute hero. Uh, um, if, you, if you didn't hear the news, Carl Nassib uh, recently came out as gay. Um, the first active player to do like to actually come out and do so. Um, I read that Warren Mo- Warren Moon said that he had multiple uh, gay teammates and that they all like treated him treated them all fantastically and stuff. But it's just so cool to like 2021 that someone is willing to come out openly because like there's uh, it's just such a bigger impact than it can be even like said like he's he's saying saving lives with uh with this and it's just uh it's inspiring as hell i just wanted to mention that he he deserved uh all like all of the all of the talk he deserved yeah yeah and the the biggest yeah big part of that too is like the the trevor project i believe it's called or the that's right that's right well yeah Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. so yeah so if somebody has somebody else to talk to as they're like growing up and, and feeling different and like the, the suicide rate is cut so highly it's I, I, I think it's around like what like 60 percent if they had you know if they had somebody to talk to or had to talk one to somebody one it's, adult yeah it's insane and for a, a an athlete to come out and be the support system because the hardest part is uh if you don't want to be a representation for that community uh because you just you, know, you live your life the way it is but and you, you don't want a lot of spotlight on you, but the fact that he did and now it's becoming this, uh, you know, kind of a grounding pole for the, for, for these other kids coming out. It's just so huge. I mean, even if you, if you don't want it, it matters so much to everybody else. Like it's a utilitarian thing to do. And I'm so impressed and so happy. So Jake, that was, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Great way into the show. I mean, the, the the courage that he's exhibited doing that, and and just the the lives he's going to save. It's 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 truly um, uh, unbelievable. So, 
Um, so with, with that, we are the Fantasy Joes. And, and by the way, I'm going to put a link to the Trevor Project in the, in the show notes so people can check it out because it's a, it's, a, it's, a it's, a, it's a great organization. But um, anyway, we, we are the, the Fantasy Joes. You can find us on Twitter, at FFJoes. Jake is at, at Takes of Jake. Will is at Fantasy underscore Will. I'm at Roto Librarian. You can also support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com. Fantasy Joes. On behalf of Jake and Will, I'm Ryan. And we are the Fantasy Joes. Uh, 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 uh,